The Amazing Adventures of Wit Girl, Chapter 17, The Many Faces of Love. Tony walked into the restaurant feeling pretty dejected. He was glad that it was Sunday and the place was empty. He didn't even know why his uncle bothered to keep it open. It was probably because he was on his own. The restaurant was like his second home, and his staff were like his family. Tony felt sorry for his uncle being alone. He was such a nice guy, so generous, kind, gentle, and a fantastic cook. It was strange that no one had ever caught him. That was one thing Tony felt he really didn't want to end up alone. For all of his dating and women, in his heart, he really did want to settle down and have a family. He just tried not to let on too much for some reason. Pride, probably. Finding a nice girl was more difficult than it sounded. And then he met Charlotte, and then he lost her. What a stupid fool he was. He clenched his fists inside his pockets and pushed the restaurant door open with his shoulder. Cosmo was seated at a table beside the cash register with a pile of receipts and a calculator in front of him. He looked up when Tony came in and beamed. He thought of Tony as his own son. Cosmo got up and signaled Tony to come over. The two gave each other a big, warm hug before Tony pulled off his coat and hat. He placed them on the chair and headed for the bar. Espresso? he asked his uncle. Cosmo gestured his head. Yes. Tony came back with the coffees and sat down. Uncle, why do you keep this place open? There's no one here. He gestured at the empty restaurant. Cosmo shrugged, throwing a quick, sentimental look around. Keeps an old man busy, I guess. Tony tipped a teaspoon of sugar into his coffee and stirred. Well, you should at least advertise a breakfast special or something. He sipped his coffee. Bring the customers in. Cosmo gasped in mock surprise and grabbed his heart with his hand. Tony, don't say such things. I take great pride in my cooking. I don't want to be some greasy spoon diner. Tony laughed and held his hands up as though to fend off the attack. Sorry, sorry. Cosmo grew serious. But really, Tony, you know I think of you like my own son. Tony nodded suspiciously, unsure of where his uncle was headed. You know that I only have your very best interests at heart. Again, Tony nodded. So tell me, what happened with you and that girl the other night? Tony sighed and looked at his hands. I really don't know, Uncle. She seemed like such a nice girl. Tony looked up. You talked to her? Tony, of course I talked to her. I'm your uncle. I want to know that she didn't hurt you. So what did she tell you? Ah, now for that, we will need more coffee. Tony smiled and got up to make two more espressos. When he got back to the table, Cosmo had cleared away the receipts and was sitting back smiling. You look very suspicious, uncle. You obviously know something. 
Cosmo tilted his head to one side mischievously. But first tell me something. Tony inclined his head. He was listening. This Charlotte girl. I thought that you really liked her, that she was the one. I thought so too, but then it turned out that she was just a liar. I see, Cosmo nodded thoughtfully. If you thought that there may be a good reason for what happened, do you think you might be able to see things differently? Tony shook his head. I can only promise to listen. I can't think of any reason for her to do what she did that would make things better. Well, it is one hell of a story, that's for sure. Tony settled back into his chair. I'm listening. Cosmo began his story from the moment he met Charlotte, how she had found the red wig, and everything that had followed up until last night with her going to the police station. Tony listened. He hadn't really given her much of a chance to explain. But what could he do about it now? It was a wild and crazy story. But if she went to the police about it, well, it must be true. And she was... After all, a bit of a dreamer, the kind of person who needed to escape. He sighed. He really did like Charlotte. I need to think about it. Well, don't think too long, or you'll end up a lonely old man like me. Tony looked at his uncle, who was smiling sadly back. Yes, Tony, I made the mistake of letting her get away. And after that... No woman will ever match up. I don't know if Charlotte's the one or not. But you think she might be, and that's just as bad. Better to be sure that she's not. Tony nodded. I'll go by her place this afternoon. He was silent for a while, and then added, What about this Lewis guy? What about him? He's in love with a woman with red hair that he met for five minutes. He's not in love with Charlotte. But does she love him? Oh, maybe she thought she did at first, and then she met you. Tony nodded again. I see. They sat quietly in their own private thoughts, sipping their coffee. Finally, Tony got up and put his coat on. I think I need to talk to her myself. Cosmo nodded. He got up from the table and gave Tony a hug and patted his back as he left. Tony headed off down the street, hands stuffed deep into his pockets. He should at least go and talk to her. He owed her that much. He wandered around aimlessly for a while and then found himself on the bus for Spooksville. He had no way of knowing that Charlotte was being abducted about the same time that he was talking to his uncle. If he had realized that he might lose her forever, he might also have realized how much he really did like her. Possibly even love her. Lewis was also wandering around thinking about Scarlet and trying to put that together with someone who looked very much like the librarian from Spooksville. He was seriously doubting his intuition, since it had failed to tell him that the two people were the same. But then again, 
Perhaps he had been so focused on finding Scarlet that he had actually closed off his psyche to realizing that the person he was really looking for was the librarian whose name he didn't even know, or at the very least couldn't remember. He found himself back on the bus to Spooksville. He would go to the library and find her there. At the back of his mind, there was a little voice that tried to tell him that that was a ridiculous plan since he had seen her abducted with his own eyes. But he assumed that it was just some friends of hers playing a joke. Actually, come to think of it, he really didn't have a clue what was going on. He only knew that he had to find out, and the only place he knew for sure where to find the librarian lady was at the library. Tony arrived at the library first. He walked up the stairs, feeling the cold wind in his hair, and tried the door. It was locked. He peered inside. It was dark. So he sat down on the cold concrete steps, huddled in his coat, and waited, all the time trying to think of what he would say to Charlotte when he saw her. He imagined himself. Hi, he would say casually unless she saw him sitting there huddled against the cold like a fool freezing his ass off on the stairs. But maybe she would be grateful or happy to see him and embrace him in her arms. Hmm, he rather liked that version. It was better than the one where she refused to even look at him, or the one where she yelled at him and called him names. The bus pulled up in front of the library. Tony stood up to see if Charlotte was getting off. Then he sat down again, trying not to look like he had been waiting for her. And then, feeling foolish when he realized that he was obviously waiting for her because why else would he be sitting there freezing his butt off? The bus pulled away. There, standing at the bus stop, was not Charlotte, but Lewis. Tony's jaw dropped open. His eyes opened wide. Lewis looked puzzled. They eyed each other from across the road. Finally, Lewis decided to walk across. What are you doing here? Tony's voice was accusatory. Lewis shrugged and pointed to the library. Going to the library? He wasn't very good at confrontation. Library's closed. Oh. Lewis shuffled his feet. I see. He stood silently in front of Tony, who stared back. Lewis looked nervously from side to side, unsure what to do, but desperately wished that he could think of something other than just standing there like a fool. Um, I guess I'll have to wait then. Guess so. Lewis sat down on the concrete steps and twiddled his thumbs. They sat there for about half an hour or so in complete silence. All the while, the wind blew and the sky grew more and more gray and ominous. Tony looked at his watch. Lewis caught sight of him doing that and looked at his watch. Lewis was pretty cold and getting hungry. He got up, jumped up and down to get the circulation going in his feet. He rubbed his hands together and started to worry that his hands were getting too cold and that he wouldn't be able to play the cello later. Then he started to panic. What if he got frostbite and could never play the cello again? 
Lewis ran up the stairs to the front doors of the library and read the hours. Sunday. Closed. He looked to the side. Today was Sunday. It's Sunday, he said out loud. Yeah, so? Tony sounded hostile. It's closed. What? Tony jumped to his feet and ran up the stairs to read the sign. Sunday. Closed. Damn. He kicked the door. Book you really needed? Lewis asked cautiously. Tony shook his head. I came to talk to Charlotte. He eyed Lewis suspiciously. I suspect you came to do the same. Who's Charlotte? Lewis asked, baffled. It had never occurred to him that Scarlet wasn't her real name. I'm here to see Scarlet. Who's Scarlet, then? Why, the librarian. No, that's Scarlet. Tony shook his head. I mean, Charlotte. I mean, they're the same person. Oh, Lewis' eyes were open wide. I see. They both stood awkwardly by the door. So how do you know Charlotte, then? Tony asked Lewis. Technically, I know Scarlet. Actually, I don't even know her, really. Obviously. But I thought I did. I thought she was the one. Just from what? I felt it when I met her as Scarlet. But you didn't recognize her as Charlotte when you saw her in the library. No, Lewis admitted. I guess I was just so completely fixated on finding Scarlet. The whole thing's crazy. I just wanted to talk to Charlotte, find out what the truth is. Me too, me too. Another awkward silence ensued. It was Lewis who broke it. So what do we do now? What do you mean, we? Well, Lewis began, not sure himself what he meant. We both want to talk to her. Yes, we both want to talk to her. And, well, do you love her? Tony was completely taken aback by the question. He didn't expect such a fortright question from such a dreamy-looking musician. Excuse me? Lewis shrugged noncommittally. Do you love her? Or do you at least think that you do? Tony took in a deep breath and squinted his eyes. That's none of your business. Ah, but I think it is. Tony did not feel at all comfortable with the direction that this whole conversation had taken. How's that then? Well, the way I see it, we both think that we love her. Okay, Tony conceded. But the question is, which one of us does she love? Tony stood stunned. Why hadn't he thought of that? He had been so sure that Charlotte liked him. But when he remembered her reaction to seeing Lewis in the library that day, well, maybe she did just like Lewis better. Was she at his concert yesterday? He couldn't remember seeing a red-haired or black-haired lady in the church. 
but then he had been looking for Charlotte's mousy brown hair instead. She could easily have been there in disguise, and he would have been none the wiser. Suddenly he heard himself laughing. Charlotte was turning out to be a better actor than he was. What's so funny? Lewis screwed up his brow. Oh, nothing, Tony said between chuckles. It's just that I'm an actor being outacted by a librarian, it seems. Lewis chuckled. I see what you mean. They each grew silent again, lost in their own thoughts until Lewis spoke. So what are we going to do then? I guess that we both need to talk to her. Yes, but when? Now, I guess, Tony shrugged his shoulders. Anyway, I'm freezing cold and hungry to boot. So I don't think I want to stand here waiting until Monday. You? Lewis shook his head. We could go look for her at her apartment, I suppose, Tony suggested. And you know where that is? Tony shrugged his shoulders and nodded. The pair headed off towards Charlotte's house in silence. As they came up past Garibaldi's, Tony's broke the silence. That's my uncle's store. That's where I met Charlotte. Oh yes, Lewis said excitedly. I shop there all the time. Garibaldi is great. They walked on. I live back that way, Lewis gestured with his hand. You're right around the corner from the land's end. Yeah, that's right. You ever go there? Now and again. I'm not much on socializing, really. Great spot, though. Yeah, I go there all the time. In fact, come to think of it, I saw Charlotte out front there the other night with that red wig on. Of course, it was dark. I didn't recognize her. Oh, what night was that? Tony thought. I'm not sure. Just a couple of nights ago. Maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday was the night I first saw Scarlet. She was outside my window listening to me play. That's how you met? Well, we didn't exactly meet, but I felt like I knew her or something. Look, no offense, but that does sound a little bit flaky. Yeah, I suppose it does. They had stopped walking and were standing in front of Charlotte's apartment building. Tony led the way to the door and rang the buzzer for Charlotte's apartment. They waited in silence, avoiding each other's gaze. Tony rang the buzzer again. That's odd. She was only just meeting you. She should have been back here by now. Well, her friends came to the church and carried her away. It seemed odd. Kind of practical joke. Thought I might ask her about it. Friends? What are you talking about? Was it that guy Harry from the library the other day? Lewis shook his head. No, it wasn't that guy. It was two guys. They seemed to know her, carried her off into a white van. No one stopped them. Happened right in front of the whole congregation. Lewis, you stupid fool! Tony grabbed Lewis by the shoulders and shook him. Hey! Lewis pulled away. Get your hands off of me! Tony let go. Lewis, those were the bank robbers. They must have abducted her. Come on, we have to call the police. Tony started running back to Garibaldi's to use the phone. Lewis stood stunned for a moment before following behind him. How could he have been so stupid? That was the question. 
Tony burst into Garibaldi's store with Lewis puffing not far behind him. Garibaldi looked up from the newspaper that he was reading at the front counter. The radio played sentimental love songs in the background. Tony! Garibaldi beamed at his nephew. Such a surprise. Can't talk, Uncle. I need to use the phone. Tony bent over to catch his breath. Lewis collapsed against the door. Okay, okay, Garibaldi, sensing his nephew's panic, reached for the phone. But catch your breath first. Tony stood up and took the phone in his hand. His breathing was back to normal. Thanks, I'll explain later. Tony started to dial when the radio caught his attention. News bulletin. Earlier today, Spooksville resident Charlotte Day was abducted by suspected bank robbers. Miss Day was taken during Mass at St. Agatha's Church in the Metropolis. According to the eyewitness, Minister Davies, Miss Day was taken suddenly and unexpectedly before anyone in the congregation was able to react. It was clearly the work of professionals and has left the congregation at St. Agatha's stunned. The report went on, but Tony was no longer listening. He was looking at Lewis. You were there? Lewis nodded. Did you talk to the police? Lewis shook his head. Tony handed Lewis the phone. I think you had better call and tell them what you saw. Lewis took the phone and dialed. Garibaldi looked questioningly at Tony. Uncle, I don't even know where to begin, except to say that Charlotte, as you just heard, was abducted, and Lewis here was there because she was going to meet him. He paused and reflected for a moment. The rest is unbelievably complicated. Tony shook his head and smiled. He felt a warm feeling come over himself. She's quite the surprise, that Charlotte. Quite the surprise. <laughs>